Here we go, a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. My name is Steve Cashel, joined by my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole. He is the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and one of the co-team physicians for the Chicago White Sox, amongst other teams, and sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Tom. Doc Cole, how are you? I'm great, Steve. Great to see you this morning. Well, we got uh, right on topic here because nothing hotter in sports, I think, right now than besides the Cubs injuries, but uh, turn to football and the NFL quarterbacks going down. Drew yeah. Brees and Bren Roethlisberger and Nick Foles a couple weeks ago. I'm going to start with the Roethlisberger injury, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. MRI in his right elbow last Sunday evening determined by the Steelers medical team that surgery would be required. They're thinking maybe a Tommy John surgery. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. to my question and what all my friends are asking me, I mean, ask Dr. Cole this, they're telling me, Steve, you know, is it uh, how unusual is this for a football quarterback to have a Tommy John compared to a baseball pitcher? It's very rare. Like, you know, it's estimated that about a third of all baseball pitchers and then Major League Baseball have had or are veterans of Tommy John. So clearly, I, you know, you'd have to be, you'd basically have to go to the internet, which I've done. There's maybe two or three quarterbacks that are listed that have had Tommy John problems. It's extremely rare. And I think the main reason is that you just the the mechanics are so different. You know, arguably throwing a football is repetitive, but it's nothing like repetitive throwing the angular velocity you get when throwing a baseball. You know, certainly the forces are insane with a football and the distance, but it's that's like an acute overload situation, which obviously that's where the ligament can fail. But with baseball, it's often attritional or repetitive over time that weakens the ligament. And, you know, you're dealing with frequency of throwing a very small ball uh, and you're throwing it 90 plus miles per hour and you're doing it sometimes, you know, 80, 90, you know, 100 times depending on where you are on the cycle. So it's... Um, it, it really is a different entity compared to throwing a football. That's why we just don't hear about it. So it's it's a shame because, you know, it's not like we got a dozen quarterbacks on a football team. Uh, it can really paralyze an organization by losing their quarterback to this because the recovery time is probably going to be just like – uh, just like a baseball player, maybe a little bit less. Maybe you got six, eight months, not eight to 12 months to get your performance back, but it could take that long. So it's it's really a shame. And then Drew Brees, of course, one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL and uh, future Hall of Famer for the New Orleans Saints. Okay, here's what happens to him. Uh, injury during the first quarter last Sunday between the Saints and Rams. Uh, he was hit on his hand by Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald did not return. In 19 NFL seasons, Dr. Cole, Drew Brees has only missed one game due to injury. And, uh, wow, surgery could be out six weeks. Are you thinking, what are you thinking with yeah, the thumb? Yeah, I mean, you know, the most common, they say, they're saying ligaments, so I'm going to say the most common is the what we call the skier's thumb or the gamekeeper's thumb. We've talked about that before. We've had yeah. a couple of those on our basketball team. Um, they, they're a little bit hard to diagnose. Uh, there's some decision-making whether or not to repair. Uh, sometimes you get a little wiggle room to say, look, should we repair this or can we let him try to play with it? The problem is if you've got a grip, a ball, a football, your thumb, a poseable thumb is really important. So if you don't have that stability in the ligament, you can't grab a ball. So you kind of know what the, the, what the outcome is going to be based upon physical exam and that MRI. So if they're saying it's out six weeks, they're probably, I mean, just guessing, you know, eventually it'll come out. The most common, all things being equal, is going to be the, the ligament, the onocleidal ligament of the thumb, uh, which kind of gives you that stability. You know what it's from is gamekeeper's thumb, Steve, is uh, 
when they used to break the necks of chickens, you know, yeah. in uh, in uh, in farming, in uh, poultry farming. Right. They they these guys would do it, you know, thousands of times a day, and and then they would wear out the ligament or thumb called a gamekeeper's thumb. Oh wow. So anyway, it's a it's a tough injury, and it's going to be a, a bit for a recovery if that's the case. And then Nick Foles, Jaguars quarterback. Uh, this happened a couple weeks ago. Hit by a defensive tackle. Second drive of the game. Broken left clavicle. He is right-hand dominant, but same side he broke in 2014. Underwent surgery, repair, a broken left collarbone, and a clean, straightforward break and targeting a Week 11 return. So it's it's dangerous out there, isn't it? Well, it's a collision sport. It's like getting hit by a car every time. I mean, uh, look, this is the one sport where you see career-ending injuries sometimes every single week, you know? So um, it's, it's awful. Clavicle fractures are a tough one, too, because I think – as you may have mentioned, he, he had one before that may not have been treated surgically. And um, I would say that the standard now, depending on the clavicle fractures, is surgical repair. And you can sometimes get a guy back faster with surgery than non-surgery. So I'm not sure where the decision-making is there. I don't know the fracture configuration, but uh, I've been you know, pretty involved with some of the science and clavicle fractures actually helping design a new plate that's really low profile and super strong. And the hope is that we can get someone back faster and sooner. I see biking accidents on a pretty regular basis with uh, clavicle fractures. That's one of the most common things I see. And in the summer, that's kind of a weekly thing. Uh, I, you know, there are times where I'm repairing a clavicle each and every week from a bike injury. Really? Yeah. But, you know, the good news is the best night of sleep they get after clavicle fractures the day they get it fixed. I mean, it's really brutal. It is super painful. And the night you fix it, uh, after you fix it, they feel great. They're sore, but they feel great because you don't have this strut that's overlapping and moving around and is extraordinarily painful otherwise. Any other football injuries you're seeing at Midwest Weather Peaks at Rush? No, well, we've had a rash of, I'm getting uh, a number of high school kids now with with uh, ACL tears. So last Monday we had four acute ACL injuries for uh, high school football players. Ah, devastating. It, yeah, huh? it's, it, yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, because these kids, you know, it's really, you know, it's the, the, the biggest challenge is these kids are coming in and they're using, they need film. So if they're juniors or seniors, they need film for college. So the stress is on for, for the these recruiters. Kids. Yeah, the, the stress is on for a lot of these kids to get into college. So obviously academics are important, but many of these kids have aspirations of playing college level football, and you know about half are D three, and I get a, a number of kids who are D one, and um, it's it's devastating. Usually by the time they get to me, I they know what they have, you know. So the drama has been. They went through the drama, but I can tell you there's nothing more challenging, at least in my office emotionally, as a kid who's just finding out they have an ACL tear. And they're not scared of the surgery or any of that. They just can't. They, it's hard for them to imagine the recovery. And, in fact, they're not even worried about getting back because most people know after you reconstruct the ACL, you're probably going to get back, and you may be as good or better based on the rehab you do. The thing that they did that's devastating is that you can't plan it. It's, the timing is awful because it's happening in sport. It's happening in competitive sport. They can't afford to be out of the sport if they're trying to achieve something. So sometimes you get a kid who has no desire to play college, but he's just bummed that he can't finish his senior year. You know, that's devastating. I've had a number of recent ones where I've tried to let him play, actually, where we'll brace him and we'll say, look, you know, it's a consensual decision-making, but you could make an argument in some instances knowing that they could still give out, that if you handle it in a certain way, certain positions, certain athletes can make an attempt to go back to play with a incompetent ACL and delay the fixing, you know, delay I'm the thinking repair. alignment. You can do an alignment. I had a quarterback recently. We got two games, and he ended up giving way. I've got a young guy now who is an outside linebacker. He's thin. He's, he's, he's not real big. 
he's a, he's a, actually he's a safety and we're going to give it a go. We met, uh, you know, but it's that you should sit on that conversation, you know, with the parents versus the kid. And you can't predict who's going to be pushing it more, the kid or the parent. Is that right? Yeah. Time, you know? yeah. Uh, but that, that's one is like buyer beware because if you allow a, a, anyone to go back with an ACL tear to the same sport that they tore to begin with, you obviously know they're in an ACL-dependent sport, right, because they tore it in the activity. And typically they're non-contact, open-field type injuries, right, not contact. Non-contact, so, yeah. So they need their ACL. So they're getting in a situation where they run the risk of tearing, you know, uh, or excuse me, of tearing other things if they give way.